Hey friends, it's Bill and Danny here with a big announcement. We've launched a Patreon page. For as little as a few dollars per month, you could have access to exclusive content, a chance to win monthly giveaways, an opportunity to join our show, and so much more. It's an incredible way to play a crucial part in the growth of a couple of park hoppers. Head to patreon.com slash a couple of park hoppers now and check out the different subscription tiers and what exclusive benefits you'll receive in return. Once again, that's patreon.com slash a couple of park hoppers. Thank you for your support. And, and we'll, we'll see, see you there. there. Hey, my name is Bill. And I'm Danny. And we are a, a couple, couple of park hoppers. It's time for the return of our hit series where we discuss every attraction in one single theme park and determine whether it's magical or tragical. Next up, Walt Disney World's Magic Kingdom. Let's, Let's hop, hop to, to it. it. park so far for us to go over yeah <laughs> and we've been saving this one for a while i'm looking forward to this episode because i really do enjoy these episodes that we do the highly anticipated final for now uh magical or tragical welcome aboard folks and the reason we say final for now is because we saved this one since it was the last park that we've actually visited enough to you know be able to great everything yeah to be able to give that magical or tragical stamp of approval or tragedy <laughs> but if you are new here or you haven't heard some of our previous magical or tragical episodes this is not based on anything other than our feelings about the yes. rides so, and it's our gut feelings you know so opinions are what they are. They're opinions. Everybody has one. And we have one. And it's our show. It's our platform. We're allowed to have our opinion exactly. on our platform. And so we're here. We're ranking rides, attractions, shows from each of the parks. If you haven't heard one of these episodes before, go back and check them out. They're all on our podcast feed. Um, we have just Magic Kingdom left to do uh, for the parks that we have done just about everything at. So for now, we're going to dive in right now because we still have like bush gardens to visit and, you know, other sea worlds in the sea country. World, yeah. And maybe outside the country. Who knows at some point. But for now, um, this will be our final Disney park. And we did both of the Universal Parks previously as well. So with that said, why don't we dive into Magical or Tragical? The Magic Kingdom Edition, or the Tragic Kingdom Edition. Who knows? We'll have to find out just right about now. It will always be the Magic Kingdom. Oh, yeah. So it let's dive into our first attraction. Your attention, please. The Walt Disney World Railroad, now boarding for a scenic trip around the Magic Kingdom. Or So for this uh, attraction... Yeah, it's absolutely an attraction. That was uh, gone for so long, too. 
So I would definitely go personally with magical for this one. Now, the reason for this is because I remember being a kid and getting on this was either super fun or nap inducing. I have taken more naps on the on the railroad than I can probably count because when you're a kid and you're doing, you know, open to close days or even an adult doing open to close days, it is the perfect like, you know, lull you to sleep sway of a train driving around the Magic Kingdom. It's great. And uh, when it came back, it was gone for I think three or four years at this point, um, which is crazy to think about that the Walt Disney World Railroad was gone for so long. It had literally, we had never ridden it while we lived here. And we moved here in September of 2019. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure it just reopened in like April. Yeah. Somewhere around there. I think it was just before Tron opened. Yes. So that is wild to me that the Walt Disney World Railroad was closed for that long. But when it did reopen, it had a whole new story. And narration, and I thought that was a really nice touch. And you, when you go through the uh, the Tron area, where you're going by the brand new Tron Light Cycle Run, which we will talk about later, um, there's actually a really cool thing that happens in the audio while you're riding the train. Yeah. We don't have audio of that. I don't want to spoil it for you, but there's something that's really cool that happens there. And so you should definitely hop on the Walt Disney World Railroad and check that out, because... It's it's a cool little touch. So overwhelmingly magical for both oh, yeah, of us. Absolutely. And, and one other thing that I feel like, you know, people forget is that Walt Disney himself had such a love of trains. Yep. And when you walk into the Magic Kingdom, it's literally the first thing you see, the train station. Correct. And I feel like some people are so excited about getting in that they just forget about that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So... Magical for me, magical for you, yes. for the Walt Disney World Railroad. Now, if you don't know anything about the Magic Kingdom, it's basically a spoked wheel design where you walk down Main Street USA and then you can go into a bunch of different areas. You can go to four or uh, five different lands from the Main Street area hub, the, the spoke and the hub and the wheel, and that's kind of how it's set up. So the castle's right there, and then there's areas where you go into the other lands and the first land we are going to talk about is Adventureland. All right, so we're going to dive into the attractions in Adventureland. In Adventureland. Yeah, the first one up is the most wonderful ride in the history of Disney parks. That would be the Jungle Cruise. Now, this is going to be a point of contention, I think, for what? us. What? I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> if you have not been on the world-famous Jungle Cruise, it is basically what Walt Disney wanted and then eventually got out of the Animal Kingdom right. Kilimanjaro Safaris. Right. Because he wanted a literal boat ride through the jungle and you could see real animals. However, much like in the beginning of Jurassic Park, if you've seen that movie... The cars are going by, and they're like, look to your left, and there's the Dilophosaurus, and then there's no Dilophosaurus. And that's <laughs> what was that was the problem that they ran into when they were creating the Jungle Cruise. And so there was uh, animatronic animals put in, so you saw animals every single time that you went on the Jungle Cruise. Now, later on, the Jungle Cruise became famous for jokes, and they are super punny. If you're not into puns and you're not into corny dad jokes, this may not be the attraction for you. I 
love the Jungle Cruise. It cra If you get a good skipper, because the skipper is the host on your boat, and they are cracking jokes the entire time, making puns about all the things that are around you, and it makes me giggle, and it makes me laugh, and I love the Jungle Cruise so much, and anyone who doesn't like it should unplug their microphone and go away. So, magical for me for the Jungle Cruise. Well, I guess it's time for me to unplug my microphone and go away. Bye. So uh, Jungle Cruise is actually one of my least favorite rides. Danny. Uh, I find it... I guess opposite is tracked, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> I find it uh, just not fun. And usually because people like it, um, the wait is very long. And it's a very slow load too. That's a that's a problem. I will say that one thing that always like bugs me, even though it's part of the experience, is the the microphone. You know the what the one they're talking. I there? would wholeheartedly agree with you there. Like the I think this like sensory like sensory wise, my ears hurt listening to them almost. So because it's like like it's like, a, it's like, like an I old can't even CB, make it. It's like an old CB microphone, like the truck drivers or like boat captains would use, and between the engine noise and the low quality audio from those microphones, it can be tough to listen to. It kind of depends on where you're sitting in the boat, yeah. how, much, how much I actually enjoy the ride itself, but I love the jokes. And so I'm, I'm going to step out. It's still your turn. I'm also, I'm also just very much like a real animal person. So, uh, you know, when it comes to real animals, I want to see real animals, not pretend I mean, animals. That's fair. And so for me, it's I, I only go on it when people want to go. And I do think that the Jingle Cruise is a little bit more fun personally, okay. but you I like still the find jokes. Yeah, I think it's a little different, but I, I also feel like most of the time I hear the same things over and over again. And it definitely depends on the skipper, but the, the just the sounds that are coming out of the microphones for me are just enough to make me go. Uh, okay, the backside of water. Clap, 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 Woo! clap. O two H O two H. So yeah, it's going to be a tragical for me. All right. So in this episode, I just want to kind of preface things. When we say magical, it means that you know we love it. It's one of our things that we like to do when we're at the park. When we say tragical, it doesn't mean that it sucks or it doesn't mean that it's bad. It just means like, eh, it's not really like on our list of things to do every time we go to the park right. type of thing. So. Just want to kind of preface that because there are going to be things on here that we're going to say are tragical, and the word tragic sounds so much worse than it actually it is. It just rhymes with it magical. It just rhymes with magical. <laughs> That's it. And it's a fun name for an episode. So if we say something is tragical, it's not because it's horrible. It's just we prefer to do other things instead. That's, right. that's really what it is. Yeah. So moving on in Adventureland, we're going to move over to the Magic Carpets of Aladdin. If you don't know what the Magic Carpets of Aladdin is, it is basically the Aladdin version of the Dumbo ride. And it is a spinner ride where you basically, it's all family friendly and any kids of any size can get in there with some adults. And uh, you basically just go in a big circle and you can go up and down. But instead of riding an elephant, you're riding inside of a Magic Carpet. And so for me... Those kind of rides are, they're fun, you know, once in a blue moon for me. You know, if we're a big group of us are going on and we're like looking at each other while we're flying around and raising up and down, you know, that's fun. But every time I go to Magic Kingdom, it's certainly not one of the things that are on the top of my list. So I'm going to deem Magic Carpets of Aladdin tragical. So I'm actually going to go the same way. Uh, 
I personally, uh, if I'm gonna, if I'm gonna do one of those rides, I prefer to be in an elephant. Sure. Uh, yeah. But or a spaceship. Oh yeah, uh, maybe. <laughs> but uh, I definitely feel like the length of the ride, which I get get why it's only like a minute. Yeah, barely. Yeah, maybe uh, two. Mi- no, no way. Yeah, it's it's no more than two for sure. It's got to be like under a minute. I'm pretty sure. It feels that way. But uh, I get why you can't have you know multiple minutes of this ride because one, I don't know if kids are going to get sick on it if you spin them around for too long. Sure. And for two, uh, the weight would be astronomical if it was any longer. Right. Uh, but I'm going to go with tragical because it's just, it, it's not one that we usually do unless, you know, we have some time to kill. Yeah. You can take some fun videos and stuff on while you're on there. All right. So uh, moving on in Adventureland, we have Pirates of the Caribbean. So, I think that this ride is... Or Caribbean, depending how you say it. Uh, it depends on the day for me. Pirates of uh, the Caribbean. I, I do think that, for me, this is a ride that I always say yes to. Yes. Uh, the smell in the ride, which is such a weird sentence if Iconic. you don't know what we're talking there about. smells. Like, as soon as you smell it, you know what you're smelling. Correct. Basically. And I love the addition of uh, Captain Jack Sparrow into the ride, um, in more recent years, and every time we go on it, I know that at one t- one time, one time, Johnny Depp went in and he dressed as Captain Jack Sparrow. That's wild. And guests were like, "Oh, wow, it's he's real." I don't know why guests sound must have been Mickey Mouse riding. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, um, I can't do Mickey D- Mouse. Yeah, so let's do new Mickey again. All right, whatever. I'm gonna steal the booty and um, <laughs> pirate pun um i love this ride i think also that in the past when they've done the halloween parties and added in the pirates of the like live cast members in there as pirates i think it even adds more to it so i'm gonna go with magical for this one i am going to agree i love pirates of the caribbean anytime somebody suggests to go on pirates it's such a nice break from the outside you're in the dark you're in the cool air uh, and the smells, like Danny was saying, are iconic. There's three very distinct smells during the ride. Yes. Uh, there's two that are that are very perfume-ish that are just so iconic. And then there's one smell where uh, the city is kind of burning. Kind of reminds me of when you're on Spaceship Earth during the uh, Rome is Burning uh, segment. Yes. It's just like that burning wood smell um, when the whole little city or whatever you call it the village is is kind of going up right. in the flames it there's so many iconic smells there's so many iconic animatronics there um everything from johnny depp's uh, captain jack sparrow to all these other pirates the one that's getting dunked in the well there's the the guy who's sleeping with all the little pigs um there's the the guys at the end who are trying to get the key from the dog there's so many just legendary characters that are in this ride and it's such a slow like peaceful boat ride through this adventure and i i love doing pirates of the caribbean it's one of my favorite classic disney attractions so therefore it is 1000 percent magical for me i also would like to say that i love asking people if they were a pirate in the ride who would they they would want to be and sometimes I forget to ask people, but that's one of my favorite things to ask people as they go through the ride because they really look at the pi- pirates and they're like, 
would I want to be that pirate? Yeah, right. Or that pirate. <laughs> All right. So let's move on to Walt Disney's Enchanted Tiki Room. I'd like you to start this one. Okay. I've only done the Tiki Room a couple of times. Let, I'll be completely honest. And it's honestly not for me. It's not bad in any way like we were saying before. It's not horrible. It's just not my cup of tea and certainly not my first choice when I go to Magic Kingdom. It is nice to sit inside and see the the classic bird animatronics come down from the ceiling and all the effects that are happening in there. Um, but me personally, I don't love the Tiki Room. I've probably been on it four times total, which is probably blasphemy for a lot of you guys out there. Uh, but it's mainly because it's just not really my cup of tea. I've lived here for four years and I think we've done it once since we've lived here. So, or I've done it once since we've lived here. So I'm going to go tragical on the Tiki Room simply for those reasons. I just don't really care to do it every time I'm there. So if you've been going to Disney World for a while, you remember the Enchanted Tiki Room in its current glory. You also rem remember the Enchanted Tiki Room under new management in its former glory. I've heard the audio. And then you, if you've gone recently, it's back to what it used to be. And one thing I love about this is, I don't think this is really a word, but, but I'm going to use it. The classicness of this ride. Okay. That just that like, this is where the art of animatronics really started at Walt Disney World. And when you s wa get to watch like older videos of Walt Disney, sometimes you'll see him next to a tiki bird and he's showing you the way that it works. And I think there's something really just magical about that history. I personally also loved Under New Management, even though some people... I thought I, I never saw it in person, but People I've seen like videos it. and I've heard the audio and I love it. I love Iago and Zazu taking over the Tiki Room. I thought that was great. So if you don't know what we're talking about, basically they reimagined the ride. They had Iago uh, from uh, Aladdin and Zazu from The Lion King take over the Enchanted Tiki Room. So basically, if I remember correctly, they had purchased it and they were basically opening it to as a business. And the whole the whole thing is that you know the the tiki room gods are mad at what they've done, and uh, it was just it was so much fun. But even now, going in there, it's very relaxing. It's very classic, and I say it stands the test of time. It's magical. All right, the final the final attraction in uh, the Adventureland part of Magic Kingdom is something that I've only kind of explored very briefly one time and so right off the bat for that reason i'm out <laughs> um the shark yeah shark tank um is the swiss family robinson treehouse so i get the appeal if i was like 67 years old but the swiss family robinson has never been anything that i've seen or watched or cared about um, is it a is it a book? I know it's like it's a, a movie. Book. I think it's a book and a show. A sh or a show, yeah. Or a book um, and a TV. Or a book and a movie. I'm not sure. For me, it just feels like really valuable space that could be used for something else in Adventureland. Uh, there's never a wait to get up there. Although I will say our friend Rob um, told us that he watched the fireworks from up in the treehouse one night, and it was really cool. Um, so I would love to get up there and check that out at some point. 
But other than that, I don't have any real interest in exploring, you know, a, a treehouse or any sort of thing like that while I'm in a theme park that cost me a lot of money to be there. So therefore, uh, I'm going to deem the Swiss Family Robinson treehouse tragical. Um, so I'm actually going to agree with you. Uh, I don't remember the last time that I went or that anybody that we visited, and we have a lot of visitors, have yeah. cared to go or remembered that it even exists. Uh, what that tells me is there's basically there needs to be some kind of an update. Either if you're going to make a new movie, like regarding the Swiss Family Robinson. Yeah then it stays relevant. But I mean, this is something that's like, and not that old is bad, but like it's been forgotten. Like it's not mentioned in any other Disney like True. lore or like, you know, parades as far as I'm aware of. Cause a lot of times, even if you have something that's considered like on the older side or more classic is what we like to say, uh, you're going to see something in like a parade, a cavalcade, uh, you're going to see it somewhere or even in just decorations. And as far as I can, like in my, like just quick thinking, I can't think of anywhere that it's even seen other than that, that place, the, the, the tree house exists. So I think it could really use some love, some reimagining, but for right now, I'm going to say it's tragical. All right. So that will wrap up our Adventureland section. So we're going to head on over through the breezeway into Frontierland. All right. So our first ride for big is going to be Big Thunder Mountain. Uh, this is one ride that I don't ever remember going on as a kid very much. And for some reason, for some reason, every time I'm, we ask people, what do you want to go on? One of the rides is always Big Thunder Mountain Railroad. And when we first moved here, it baffled my mind that so many people wanted to go on it i like if you go on our youtube page we got to sit on a in on a talk with tony baxter where he talked about the history of big thunder mountain and i had a little bit more of an appreciation for it and i appreciate like the history how it's located all over the world however i'm gonna say that because this ride really depends on where you're sitting uh on whether or not you are just kind of chugging along and like, wee, or you're getting slammed in the back next to the person next to you. I don't really love this ride. I, <laughs> I'll go on it because it, it can be fun, but I'm going to go with tragical. <gasps> Danny. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, you're going to disappoint a lot of people out there. Sorry. Oh my gosh. All right. Big Thunder Mountain. I, it's not my favorite ride at Magic Kingdom. And like Danny said, anytime we have visitors here, especially my sister, for some reason, loves, loves to go on Big Thunder. Like, makes it a point to know we're going on Big Thunder Mountain. And I get it. It's one of the few actual thrill rides that are at the Magic Kingdom. Um, there's there, The newest one is Tron Light Cycle Run. So that it's not really part of, like, the Disney history yet, really. The history. <laughs> um, but as far as classic thrill rides it was basically space mountain splash mountain big thunder mountain it was the mountains and so it was one of the three kind of thrill rides that have been around for a long time magic kingdom so it, it definitely is nostalgic for a lot of people i 
unlike Danny, do actually really enjoy this ride. There are things about it that I don't like. Like if you sit in the very front car, like she was saying, right behind the engine, you your ride experience is vastly different. It, it is, is significantly not, slower. It's not it the wildest ride <laughs> in the wilderness. <laughs> it's, it's significantly uh, less intense. And it is not as fun of an, of an experience. And I'm kind of disappointed when I wait in line and then I get row one or row three. But when you get that row 15, it's pretty great. Yeah. It's a it's a fun little ride. It's it's herky jerky. It is not smooth whatsoever. <laughs> it is classic roller coaster uh, feel. You know, you're you're definitely not riding Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind, which is easily the, the smoothest coaster I've ever been on in my life. Um, but I love Big Thunder. It's it's classic. It, it has good memories. Like one of our friends' hats flew off there one time. I was going to say it's fast enough for our friend Chip's hat to have flown yeah, off. Yeah, uh, which I don't really understand because I wear hats on that ride all the time. So I, <laughs> I don't know. It probably depended on where he sat. Probably, <laughs> probably. But uh, Big Thunder is such a classic. I love the the theming. You're going into a whole like a mining town. And you're riding through the mines in like a mine cart and all the noises and the dips and the turns. And it's great. I love it. So Big Thunder Mountain, magical for me. Also, I have to point out that every time we pass the goat on the mountain, what do you say? I don't know. You always go, look, Tom Brady. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's not something I say every time, but if I see well, the goat, anytime I see a goat, it's Tom Brady. You haven't said it as recently. As I always say it on the safaris, for sure. No, but like when we first moved here, every time you saw it, you would be like, look, Tom Brady. <laughs> yes. Well, tragical for me, magical for Bill. But we're going to go on to a ride that or an attraction we actually got to do yesterday. yesterday. <laughs> this is my second time ever doing this attraction we did it yesterday and that attraction is the country bear jamboree the country bear jamboree so i vaguely remember doing this as a kid it's <laughs> it is something it is it is something <laughs> and it's funny because it's such a classic disney ride but a lot of people forget it because it's in a very small theater um it's it's animatronic bears singing like the strangest songs. songs. But if you didn't hear, they're actually going to be doing a reimagining where they're going to be singing classic Disney songs. <laughs> so you mean uh, blood on the whatever? Blood, blood on the saddle. The saddle. There was blood all around oh. with the one bong. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that ride, that attraction is interesting but the characters are so much fun you got like liver lips and then you got like the main guy with the big top al. hat big al um you've got a bunch of sexy bears trixie yeah the one that comes down from the ceiling yeah and her, then you've got her, her bare ass was right above us <laughs> and then you got the one who sings um where she's got like the little tutu in the glass of wine <laughs> yeah and she's it's like the Miss Piggy version of the bear. Yes. There's <laughs> and then I love what my favorite bear is the little baby bear oh. that's sitting on the very front like of the log on the right and he's holding his bear and he's like hmm and he's just kind of got this little like pouty face on and he's not even singing but he's just jamming around very like quietly. I here's the thing. I find this ride this attraction magical oh, now. I also think that they're going to make it 
a must like visit yeah with the songs that they're gonna put in the bare necessities oh the they're definitely gonna necessities. be <laughs> oh it's 100 it's 100 gonna be in it well and that's not official that's just what we're guessing no it's, it's official it's 100 <laughs> oh, it? official yes oh it was in the teaser video that they showed the recordings of at d23 Oh, the bear necessity is going to be in the country bear jamboree starting well, in 2024. So I'm going with magical. No, <laughs> <gasps> in its current state, we'll, we'll regrade it after it reopens. But in its current state, I've only been on it twice. And both times I was like, when is this over? So tragical for me. Fine. <laughs> well, let's move on to something that i speaking actually of forget bears. of <laughs> speaking of bears <laughs> let's head over to tom's here it's funny because when i hear read tom sawyer island there was a, a disney sing-along where they go let's all play on tom sawyer's island and it's the bears that yeah. are singing oh, yeah. exactly and there ain't nothing like the great outdoors to free your soul. <laughs> oh my God, that was a classic song. Ain't nothing like the great outdoors. That's exactly, exactly why I said, speaking of bears, I had that thing in my brain, um, that that classic uh, Disney sing-along video. You got to love those. If you are if you don't know what I'm talking about, just Google it or search for it on YouTube. They are amazing. You have to go watch it. Yes. Uh, but honestly... I feel the same way about Tom Sawyer Island that I feel about uh, Swiss Family Treehouse. I forget about it. I haven't done it in a long time. Everybody else forgets about it, even though it's there. It's almost just part of the ambiance. Yeah. And, I mean, when was the last time anybody even talked about Tom Sawyer, aside from, like, I don't last know. Last time I read it in school. Middle school, maybe. like, reading the class. Adventures of Huck Finn. Yeah. So, uh, I, I'm i going to go with Tragical. Yeah. It's another thing that Frontierland... And between the Swiss family, the treehouse in Adventureland and Tom Sawyer Island in Adventure in, wow, in Frontierland, um, two things that have just sat stagnant for a long time and feel like they could be reused somehow. So um, I'm just, I never go to Tom Sawyer Island. I don't feel the need to. So with that said, I'm going tragical there. All right. So that closes up Frontierland for us so far. Uh Let's head over to Liberty Square. And we are going to start with the Hall of Presidents. All right. So I have not been to Hall of Presidents in probably six months, somewhere around there. I have seen it since they have added President Joe Biden in there. Um, it is a very, very short speech. It's not nearly as long as some presidents have had in the past. I believe it was recorded during like peak COVID, so they didn't want to have too many people around him, like doing this recording type of stuff. So um, I believe the speech that he gave was very brief. However, Hall of Presidents is a great air condition break out of the sun. And Lord knows we need air conditioning down here in Florida. And the film that is showed at the beginning of the Hall of Presidents show prior to the curtain coming up and all the presidents standing up and doing their thing is really good. The movie is really solid. It's like a, it's not like a 360 circle vision, but I think it's like 160 degrees of, of movie. And it's right. just happening all around you. It's actually kind of inspiring. Um, lots of, you know, touching on things in, from history and 
the music and the narration. It's it's really, really well done. If you haven't been to Hollow Presidents in a while, go see it, Just at least just for that movie. Um, it's always mind-blowing to me to watch the Presidents up on stage because it's not just the one that's standing or the attention is on that is moving. It's always mind-blowing to me when I'm like, you're just watching and they're like nodding their heads or like blinking their eyes or moving their arms. And it's like, ah, oh, this is so weird. There's so many of them right. up there and they're all alive. Yeah. Um, so for me, this is probably going to surprise a lot of you, but I'm going to go magical with the Hall of Presidents. I'm actually going to go magical too. Uh, I feel like every time I go in there, I'm like, oh, if I'm tired, I'm definitely going to take a nap. And I never do. Right. Because right. it is so fascinating to watch all of the Presidents interact with each other and recognizing most of them i mean like from history books and and right, such yeah uh and i just i love the idea that like we live in america these are the this is the presidents of the united states and you know all of these men ha are are part of history and you know, I, I do think that there's something really, really cool and classic about that because it's also been around for so long. Yes. And the fact that they can always keep this uh, fresh. My question is going to be, at what point do they run out of space? Well, I mean, I know it'll be a while. At, at the bare minimum, there or maximum, there's a president every four years. So it's going to be a while before they run out of of space right but just like further on down the road are they gonna will they like take it down or will they like make it where presidents are like hanging from the ceilings and like sitting on benches Ooh, that are like, like the country bears yeah like the country bears. come down swinging yeah we're gonna have <laughs> one of the presidents just like hanging on a swing uh but <laughs> I mean, that would be a hall of presidents I would go see. Yeah, well, we already see this, so uh, but it would be very fun to see. Yeah. But uh, my whole point is, it's kind of cool to think that further on down the road, it could look completely different because as we have more presidents come in, you know, they yeah. need to make space for them. Twenty, thirty years down the line, it, it it may look a little bit different. Yeah. But in our lifetime, there's only been one president that w served for one term. So yeah. Just about every president has gone eight years, so it's going to be a while before they fill up everything. Yeah. I just think there's something very cool about seeing all, that many animatronics and also all of those presidents come to life in front of you in the same moment. The, one, of the, one of the coolest parts, in, in kind of jumping off of what you're saying, is when they're going through and introducing every president in order all the other ones turn just, and look at the one that's being introduced. And it's like, wow, that's so weird. And some, some of them nod. Yeah. It's like, good job, man. Yeah. It's just, it's really cool. Like the, uh, none of the rest of them are like just sitting there like statues. They're actually alive and they make them, they're, they're blinking. They're, I, I've never actually sat close enough to see like if they're looking around at other like the audience and stuff. Or when freaking Abe Lincoln just stands up and it starts talking. Yeah. And then all the presidents are revealed. It's like that dude just stood up and that's not a person. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <it's>, ah. <laughs> and for that, I definitely have to go with magical personally. Yeah, I don't think sure. it ever gets old. Even if you're not like a history person, I think that there's something really cool about seeing that in person. Uh, agreed. 
Agreed. So uh, moving on, Liberty Square, uh, we're going to jump on board the Liberty Square Riverboat. I have only gone on this boat one time, but it was cool. But again, much like the Magic Carpets of Aladdin or Tom Sora Island, it's one of those things that I just never do. But I went on it once, got to see the other side of Big Thunder Mountain, got to come around the corner and see Haunted Mansion right there. It's cool. It's not anything super spectacular, but if you're looking for something to do that you don't normally do, then the Liberty Square Riverboat is for you. But for me, I'm going to vote Tragical. I'm going to go with Tragical as well, just because it's one of those things that it's either closed by the time I want to go on it, or I forget about it. And I think it'd be really fun if there were, you know, some updates or like different incentives to go on the boat. But I think, you know, it is what it is and it's not for everybody. And maybe for some people who, you know, are not able to ride like faster rides that that might be the fastest ride that they get to enjoy. Sure. And so I am glad it's there. But for me, it's definitely going to be a tragical. <clears throat> All right. And the final attraction in. Liberty Square. What is it? Welcome to the Haunted Mansion. <laughs> I am your host, your podcast host. <laughs> Gonna <Ooh>. sneeze? <laughs> the Haunted Mansion, my favorite classic Disney ride. It is iconic. The outside is spooky, the inside is fun and spooky, and it is just all kinds of awesome. There's 999 happy haunts there. There's soon to be a very unhappy haunt is how they got around saying that there's going to be a, a thousand uh, unhappy haunts, or a thousand happy haunts, one unhappy haunt. That is Hatbox Ghost coming from California. He is paying a visit to the Walt Disney World Haunted Mansion very, very soon. I'm very excited to see him. I don't care where he is in the mansion. I'm just excited to see him. And just to clarify, he's not paying a visit. He is he staying. Is, he is checking in permanently. <laughs> he's, a permanent vac per he, he's on a permanent a vacation. permanent resident of the Twilight Zone Tower. Never mind. Wrong part. <laughs> um, I love Haunted Mansion. There, there's just no... Uh, it's automatically magical for me. There's no... I don't even have to explain it. I've got so many Haunted Mansion shirts... I've got a Haunted Mansion blazer. Uh, the man, the movie was great. The Eddie Murphy one stinks, but the new one is pretty great. Um, but the ride itself is amazing. I can quote the entire thing. We don't have enough time for me to do that right now. Maybe on another episode. <laughs> but uh, it's just going in there in the darkness and seeing all the incredible stuff that the Imagineering team did in that attraction. It just I will never say no to going on Haunted Mansion. So... 1,000% magical for me. Uh, I am definitely going to go with magical as well. I do also want to preface that by saying when I was really little, I must have had some kind of a nightmare about what I thought was a painting. And I don't know if I had seen it in like a video or something like that, like that first painting when you walk in. Yeah. And my family tried to take me on. I think it was like my dad, my mom, and my sister, um, Katie. And I walked in and I went, nope. And I walked <laughs> right out. And nope. Uh, like I freaked out. And I didn't even go on until I was older. 
because I was just like, I don't know what's happening on that thing. And what's funny is when I think back, I want to say it may have been around the same trip that we went on a little ride called alien encounter oh, okay so i'm pretty sure what happened is we went on alien encounter which doesn't exist anymore and thinking that it was fluffy and fun with unicorns and rainbows and it was actually really full of you thought the alien extraterrestrial encounter had unicorns I don't and know. rainbows i was a child come on danny <laughs> I, all Leave i knew the room. all i knew was happy things at disney aye, aye, aye. so i we went on and i was begging for my life on that attraction uh, and then so I think by the time we got to the Haunted Mansion, I was like, nope, yeah, not no. doing this Tired again. Tired of this scary stuff at Disney. <laughs> I was a child. It's really not so scary, though. <laughs> it really is not so scary. Yes, you're right. But um, now I absolutely love it. Um, I've loved learning all of the history behind the Haunted Mansion when we've gotten to you know, go and do different media and you know, places like Give Kids the World when they did DizCon. Um, there are just so many cool things that we've seen and it as we can see that it's not going to go anywhere because it's constantly evolving and so definitely a magical for me as well all right so now we'll wrap up liberty square we're going to keep on chugging along here at the magic kingdom we're going to hop over to fantasy land so i do want to say for some of these these are some of these are like more meant for the smaller guests. Yeah. The, the smaller and height guests. Especially Fantasyland, for sure. So some of these we may not touch on very long. Maybe just our knee-jerk reaction yeah. to getting to ride them as adults. we got a long list ahead of us here. Yes. All right. So the first one we're going to go with is Dumbo, the Flying Elephant. Exactly the same ride as Magic Carpets of Aladdin. Uh, it is one of those classic spinner rides where you sit down, you just keep going in a circle, but you can raise your your vehicle up and down as, as you prefer. Um, Dumbo is such classic Disney until they actually physically moved the attraction over to um, the Storybook Circus part of so Fantasyland <laughs> and then doubled it because it was so popular. They actually put a second one in there, right? which is crazy to think that like this simple spinner ride was so popular that they had to add a second one. Do you know why I think it was so popular? Why is that? It's because when you used to call and be like, Hi, can you send me a VHS oh, to go to Disney World? Yes, yes. One of the things, and on commercials you always saw, was a slow motion video mm -hmm. of you with your family on the Dumbo, Dumbo ride like yep. this. Ah. <clears throat> yep. Or who was sitting next to you? Mickey Mouse. Yeah, or, that doesn't happen. <laughs> it doesn't happen. <laughs> or you were watching the fireworks while on the Dumbo ride. It was so picturesque Disney. Yeah. I think everybody just connects it to that. But yes, sure. it's, it's just like the magic carpets of Aladdin. But what do you, what are it, you going to say? It's closer to a, a regular carnival attraction than just about anything they have at Disney. Sure. So for me, I don't really prefer to go on those kind of rides. So I'm going to vote tragical, but I won't say no if my group wants to go on it. So I'm going to go with magical. Uh, and for the reasons I stated, growing up and every year being like, Hi, can you send me a VHS so I can? See yeah, yeah. Can you send me the same VHS you sent me last year so I can be excited about Disney Mail? Crazy. Um, and the slow motion, you know, having fun, picturesque, being in the Dumbo ride. I just think that there's something really 
fun and nostalgic for that. So I'm going to go with magical. Yeah, for sure. absolutely. The next one up is the Barnstormer featuring the great Goofini. Now, if you've never been on the Barnstormer, it is a kid's coaster that's over in the storybook circus area as well of Fantasyland. It is very short. It's not very intense, but it's great for our young little riders, and it is fun for what it is. I've only been on Barnstormer probably less than 10 times, I would imagine. Uh, all in the same... S- <laughs> yeah, there was one night where we went on like four straight times because it was the very end of the night and there was no one in line. And you're like, go again! And like, sweet, let's <laughs> go! Um, it's fun for what it is. As an adult, it's not nearly as fun, so I am going to vote Tragical on it. But if I had a kid with me, you know, it would be significantly a significantly inter- uh, more interesting time than it is as just an adult. So I'm going to vote Tragical. But again, much like Dumbo, I won't say no to going on it. I'm going to give it a Tragical for one reason and one reason only. Why is that? Because it's tight. they removed the barn that you used to fly through. Oh. And they, it's still called the Barn Stormer. It's the Nothing Stormer. <laughs> I mean, I guess technically you're like the bar- there's like a little barn like that you get on the ride and off the ride. But there used to be like a barn with like a plane shaped hole in it, from what I remember. Okay. I think I'm hoping I, mean, I, I, remember. I don't recall. But I think it got taken down when they did pull down the Toontown. Like okay. Mickey, Mickey's, Mickey's house. Toontown. And Mickey's, yeah. Mickey's Toontown. I think if I remember correctly. Okay. Uh, but even then, even if the barn was there, it's it's like a. Again, it's meant for kids. It can be a little bit rough. It's not super smooth. So as an adult, you know, (laughs) you don't want to wake up with like a stiff neck or something (laughs) like that. So it's one I usually don't go on, but I'll definitely say yes if anybody wants to go on it. Sure. All right. So this this one is going to be kind of a point of contention for a lot of you out there. This, This ride is like the epitome of Disney for a lot of people. It's my mother's favorite ride because it was her mother's favorite ride. But I don't think anyone in our generation loves this ride nearly as much as our parents' generation does. Right. Um, And that is, it's a small world and it is classic. And that song will get stuck in your head forever when you go on there. It is a long, long, slow boat ride through uh, a bunch of different languages singing It's a Small World under the same melody over and over and over again. Yeah. <laughs> and by the time you get off, you're just like, I need earplugs. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's classic Mary Blair uh, colors and, and animation, the dolls, and uh, they, they are kind of constantly updating it here and there, putting different characters in there. I believe in the first room, they have um, new Disney characters. When you first like turn the corner there, they've got... Um, some people from Encanto in, in or, or something like that. Then there's also uh, a, a doll that's in a wheelchair. And I think that's really nice to see representation of all the people that live on this planet all singing It's a Small World together. And the, the thought behind it is beautiful. The ride itself, not a fan. <laughs> um, so I'm going to vote Tragical, but I think the idea behind it is fantastic. Uh, I'm going to also vote Tragical just because it is such a long ride. And I, anytime somebody wants to go on it, I'm like, okay. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll put up with it. <laughs> yeah, and usually it's because I just want to get off my feet for a few minutes. And then there's a boat back up and you get stuck and you're just like, 
I won't, but Why I do enjoy I... the ride. I just, it's not my first choice. Why did I agree to this? I will say that my favorite character in that ride, and this is very, very on brand for me, is the an animal. And I'm going to make the face that she makes at you. The cross-eyed hippo. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly what my favorite <laughs> character is, too. <laughs> that's really funny. The, the, she, all she does is wink one eye. I was doing my best to do it. Yeah. For those of you watching on Patreon, patreon.com slash a couple of park hoppers. You can you can subscribe for as little as $3 a month and support our cause. And you can watch Danny try to do winking hippo faces. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Love it. Oh, doesn't her head move too? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> I probably look like I'm having a medical emergency right oh now. Oh, my gosh. Oh, dear. Um, I don't even want to see that. But, yes, I... Anyway, it's it's tragical, and some people really don't like it, and some people really like it. So it's definitely like a. It depends on who in your group who yeah. you have in your group. All right. For, for the most part, if you're looking for thrill rides and like stuff to get you excited, Fantasy Lane ain't gonna be the place for you. And that's okay. That's what and it's that's there totally for. fine. But it's classic Disney. There's dark rides. There's the slow rides. The boat rides. Um, there's only one real quote unquote thrill ride in Fantasyland, and we'll get to that in a little bit. But moving down the list, after we've talked about all these classic rides, we're going to go to the Mad Tea Party, which is better known by a lot of people as the Teacups. And it is very classic Disney. Like everyone knows about the Teacups. You've seen the same with the VHS that Danny was watching for all those times. Like, riding the Teacups with the Mad Hatter. Like, and Alice. And Alice. And, and the, the, rabbit. the Rabbit. And it's just. Just classic Disney marketing, just loving the teacups. The um, slow motion ride like <coughs> footage. <laughs> if you don't like to spin and you get dizzy easily, it's probably not the ride for you. However, you can spin or not spin as quickly as you want to. This is another one of my mother's favorite rides. And every time we go on it, we both spin the crap out of the thing. <laughs> and the last time I got on it, I was like dizzy for 10 minutes. Like <laughs> it was it was a lot. Uh, but we like spin it as hard as we possibly can. And it's just it reminds me of good times and classic times being at Disney. So I was torn on this because I don't want to vote everything in Fantasyland tragical. But teacups, pretty classic for me. I'm gonna go magical. On teacups. I'm gonna go with mad, mad tea party. I'm gonna go with magical because for the same reason I went magical with Dumbo the Flying Elephant. It's just like your very very classic Disney. Uh, you know, you saw it on the VHS. So the, your first visit, seeing those you know spinning teacups was m magical. And even to this day, they're the same. That you've got like the little um, who's the little bunny who comes out? Is the, there's like a somebody who comes out at the very top when you're spinning around. I don't know if you've ever noticed I'm it. I'm not sure. So when you're riding, when like the ride is actually going in the very middle in the teapot, there's um, one of the characters from the movie that pops out. Oh, interesting. In the middle. Wow. We'll have to look at, usually we're spinning too fast to be yeah, able to see that. Spinning our butts off. Yes. And I really like getting a good, you know, spin on, but there have definitely been times by the time it ends, I'm like, whoa, <laughs> <It's a laughs> don't, lot. don't stand up too fast. It can be a lot. But I'm going to go with Magical because anytime I have the time to, I think it's a fun addition to your visit. All right. So moving on, we've got Mickey's PhilharMagic. If you don't know what Mickey's PhilharMagic is, it is not a ride. It is a 3D film that 
basically takes you through a bunch of Disney films uh, through Donald and Mickey, uh, Sorcerer Mickey's like mishaps, basically. However, Mickey's PhilharMagic was redone in the last year, year and a half, somewhere around there. Something like that, yeah. And I thought it was for the 50th. It may have been for the 50th. So it might have been like a year and a half, two years. Yeah, something like somewhere that. Somewhere around there. Um, and for a long time, this I believe it opened in 2003. And for a long time, the 3D was very blurry. The screen wasn't very big, so it wasn't super immersive. But when they closed it and reopened it, all of a sudden the screen is now beautiful 4K. It is almost like that 160 degree circle vision, kind of like Hall of Presidents. And the 3D is so much better. And the audio is so much better. And they added a scene from Coco. And which is beautiful. There are like little things you get, you can notice when the the quality of the video goes up. So like for instance, when Simba pops up and he's singing "I Just Can't Wait to Be King," on his nose you can actually see like the velvet of a line. Like like if you saw a cat and you looked up at a cat up close, their nose can almost look like velvet. Mm -hmm. You can like see. Yeah. The tiny details in his lion nose. And it's really, really cool to see that. And there are little details that just kind of immerse you even more. But go yeah, ahead. I'm I'm gonna go magical on Philhar Magic. I, I do enjoy this show. Sometimes the wait feels a little bit long, but once you're in there, it's it's fully immersive. It's four D, you've got some water effects, you've got some breeze. Um it goes through classic like the Disney Renaissance movies. So it goes through like Fantasia, Beauty and the Beast, uh, Peter Pan. Little Mermaid, Peter Pan, uh, Lion King, like the, the classic Disney animation that everybody right. loves. It goes through all of those and it ends with some hijinks with Donald Duck flying out of the screen into the wall behind you. So it's super, super fun. Magical for me. I'm going to go with magical too. Uh, one, because it always smells good in there. The yeah. seats are comfortable. It's a nice place to kick back and be entertained. So, like, let's just say you don't want to, like, fall asleep, but you want to relax. It's so entertaining and fun. And you can still fall asleep in there if you want. <laughs> yeah. Everybody knows if you're doing, like, you know, your 15-hour Disney days, you need a little, a quick little shut-eye. But uh, with all of the updates to it, I, I just love all of the, how each scene has, like, its own little piece to bring to it. Yeah. And how Donald fits perfectly in there. Uh, definitely magical for me. All right. So. <laughs> I'm going to do this one yeah, first. Yeah, please, please do. Peter Pan's Flight. This is a very, like, very old ride. I think, was it open? Like, it wasn't it there when the park it, opened? It may have been 1971, yeah. Okay, so. Help me, Mr. Spade, help <laughs> me. It is one that has, far as I know, has not ever been updated unless it's just had a little like bit of refurbishment a like a little on a pig yeah um <laughs> uh, just a little like upkeep yeah uh my mom loves this ride yeah, she does every time we go and we're like what do you want to do first she's like every time peter pan's flight <laughs> uh and you know what i'm gonna go with magical because <laughs> it's my mom's favorite ride and <laughs> i love seeing how happy it makes her yeah. so for me, I'm going to go with that just because I feel like I don't want her to hear that I called it tragical. <laughs> really, it's tragical. All right. Definitely magical, though. I'll, really, it's tragical. <laughs> I'll jump in here. Sorry, Mom. Um, 
so Peter Pan's flight it, it it's it's great for what it is but the fact that it's always like an 80 minute wait for a, like a minute and a half experience with vastly outdated animatronics I really wish they would up like if they updated it with some new cool effects and audio and you know things like that I, Peter Pan's flight might climb my list because it is a classic Disney dark ride that you're floating over London and over the Neverland and it is it is a really cool concept it's just really old and really outdated the Peter Pan's flight queue is really cool you go through the bedroom and there's all kinds of magical effects because they actually recently updated the queue however the ride itself is not great it is jerky it there's a lot of things in there that probably shouldn't be there anymore. Uh, just knowing how Disney does things now, you know, removing things that aren't exactly kosher. Um, right. But the fact that it's an 80, 90 minute wait almost every day for this ride that is not worth that wait. I go on it when, when the lines are short, if we do like a Halloween party or anything like that. Um, or we absolutely must go on it when your mom is here, which is fine with me. I'm not anti-going on it. I just prefer not to. Um, I'm going to go with Tragical here because I don't feel like wasting 80 minutes in line for this ride. That's that's, that's totally kind of how I feel. Totally fair. You know? Sorry, Mom. We're going to move right on. <laughs> <laughs> and we're going to um, head over to Prince Charming's Regal Carousel. And I'm just going to straight up say this. Anytime I get on this ride, I always feel like I am in that Disney VHS. Yeah. Uh, there is something so classic Walt Disney World uh, about getting on the carousel. And they always play like the Disney music in the that carousel the organ. type. Yeah, like yeah. the music. And it's so much fun to like walk, like when you're going around and just seeing everybody like enjoying themselves, the castles going yeah. by you. You're in the middle of fantasy land. And I'm going to have to go with magical for this one. Being on the carousel at night is really cool. I, I think it's really magical at night. It's all lit up, and then you look around, and the castle is right there, and it's all lit up from behind, and all the lights that are strung around fantasy land are all lit up, and it just, it, it makes you feel things when right. you're when you're back there. As far as the carousel itself, not a huge fan. Excuse me, not a huge fan because it's it's a classic carousel. It's it's a beautiful carousel, but it's a classic carousel. You just get on the horse, you go up and down, you go around and around, and that's basically what it is. That was the one thing I wanted to do when we went to the Halloween party that yeah. I didn't get to get you on. And the reason I say that is because if. And we're going to be sharing more about this. We dressed up as Barbie and Ken from the new oh, movie. Yeah, yeah. And I really wanted you to get on and be like, oh. Patriarchy. <laughs> horses are just man extenders. <laughs> and like, there are so many things that Ken says about horses. That would have been really funny. Once I found out that patriarchy wasn't about horses, I really wasn't that interested anymore. <laughs> um, like, there's so many things that yeah. Ken says. Oh, my gosh. In the I movie. wish we had done that. But it, we just didn't, ha we didn't have the time. Yeah. Um, and so, but that was one thing that I was like, I got to get you on there dressed as Ken. But then <clears throat> all of a sudden it was the end of the night. And I, I wish you had mentioned that to me because I definitely would have gone over there and done that. I Well, I just, we, I didn't know what we wanted to do. And we were so like 
we, we hit the ground running. Yeah. And we were so busy saying, hi, Barbie. Hi, Ken, to oh so many people. God, I so just people. never got to, I never got to bring it up. But yes, yeah, so magical for me. Just for the visuals alone, I'll go magical. I don't love riding the carousel, but just hearing the Disney music in the organ, like Danny said, and the visuals and it being right next to the castle and written smack dab in the middle of Fantasyland, I think it's, it's magical. So I'm going to go uh, magical there. All right. So next is the Seven Dwarves Mine Train. And for this one, I'm actually going to go with Tragical. Uh, one of the biggest things I always hear people say about this ride is that the seats aren't made for <laughs> adult-sized bodies. No, they're not. And, like, we've never had issues with any of that, but it's definitely, like, a tight, a tighter squeeze. Um, and, and Danny and I are not twigs. I mean, let's let's be honest. But we fit in everything. But we, this and is, we fit in this ride. It's just a little bit of a tighter, tight. a tighter squeeze. <laughs> yeah. This is tight. If I was any taller than five foot ten that I am right now, I don't know if I'd be able to ride this. It's really tight. Yeah, and I just, I, I do think it's a fun ride, but it it is also usually such a long wait. And then, I mean, I I usually forget about it until somebody's visiting and they say. Oh yeah, we have to go on Seven Dwarfs Mine Train, and I'm like, we gotta go on Seven Dwarfs Mine Train. <laughs> yeah, we do now. So um, <laughs> I will say, just you know, the the fit of the seats, and then sometimes um, it it definitely depends on where you're sitting as well. If you're sitting in the front, and you're kind of like we, but if you're sitting in the back, like whew, you're in for a, it can a fun whip you little, around a little bit. Yeah, exactly. Which is also very smooth though, so it doesn't. It's not as herky jerky as a so big Thunder Mountain or a Space Mountain. It is, it is definitely smooth. I'm going to go with Tragical for this one. I am too. So I feel I completely agree with everything you just said. The seats are too small. The ride is too short. The wait is too long. Do, 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 do. Um, it is the newest attraction in Magic Kingdom, or was the newest attraction in Magic Kingdom until Tron opened. Seven Dwarfs Mine Train opened in 2014. Tron opened in 2023, so it was nine years while the, uh, uh, what's it called? The Seven Dwarfs Mine Train sat as the newest attraction in Magic Kingdom. So therefore, it was always such a long line yeah. to get into this ride. Now that Tron has opened, and it, but it's still in virtual queue, so there's really not a line there per se yet. Seven Dwarfs Mine Train is still usually the longest ride in the park. Until Tiana's Bayou Adventure opens in late 2024 and Tron goes off of virtual queue, this line may never get shorter. And I know, I don't think we know the answer to this yet, but I am really hoping that with the uh, new ride being added, Tiana's Bayou Adventure, um, <clears throat> when we saw Seven Dwarves Mine Train open, we were still in that time period where we were doing screen faces right yeah and i would really love to see us graduate from that <laughs> that would be nice i'm just saying <laughs> i'm putting it into the universe yeah it, it's it's amazing when you look at although it looks really good on seven dwarves mind train they, the dwarves look great on that ride when you're going through the tunnel and there everything's all lit up and everything they look horrible on frozen ever after they look, the Elsa that you go by where she sends you away so you can let it go is 
is the only exception. But when you go by Anna and Elsa at the very end of the ride, it looks like they horribly applied makeup. Like it's because we're so close to them. Very different skin colors. They work okay if you're further away. I feel like, mm. but that's why like Elsa works because you're at a distance and she's up high. Right, but her skin is just really light anyway. That is true. But uh, also, but, if you go by and like. On more than one occasion, I've gone by and Honest Face has been blank. And I'm like, (laughs) (laughs) Right, right. Um, And then uh, you see the new footage that's coming out from the Frozen Land. I think it's in Hong Kong. I think you're right. I believe. Yeah, in Frozen Land. And they have a Frozen Ever After ride there, but they're like actual skin animatronics. And they look not actual skin, but (laughs) you know know what I mean? (laughs) They're not screen faces. They're like material I would, say, I would say like full bodied animatronics yeah. maybe yeah. like and they look amazing same with the beauty and the beast ride out in tokyo that looks amazing too yeah i just i'm excited to see what new technology they bring to yeah. the table no more screen faces yeah so uh but yeah for both of us seven doors mind train is tragical, tragical. all right we got two more in fantasy land we such a big land we have The Many Adventures of Winnie the Pooh. Now, The Many Adventures of Winnie the Pooh um, is a ride that I feel like there's one room that used to have like better uh, effects. And that is the, uh, the room with the heffalumps and woozles. I feel like they're used to the smoke effects used to be a lot more prominent. Oh, I don't know. So there's like this one scene, and I don't. I, I'm curious. I, I want you to answer yes or no to this. In the Heffalumps and Woozles room, when we're going by, do you ever see the smoke ring? No. When I remember when it first opened, you would see the smoke ring, and it would like dissipate right before it got to you. Interesting. And so. I'm going to go with Tragical for this one. These guys are some of my favorite characters. And I just, I think that this ride needs a little bit of a love, a little bit of love because I used to love it. And it makes me sad when I don't get to see those effects. I am going to go Tragical as well. It is not a ride that I go on regularly. It's basically only a ride when we have visitors that want to go on it. Then I will go on it. My sister is a huge Winnie the Pooh fan, so whenever she's here, we always go on it. Danny's family always wants to go on it. It's fine. It's it's not bad when you have to wait 15 minutes for it, but when it's when it's longer than 30, it's like I don't know about that. <laughs> um, it is very much like the classic Disney uh, dark ride system, very similar to what was there before in Mr. Toad's Wild Ride. Um, it is slow and kind of jerky. Um, the f- there's a couple of effects, like when Tigger bounces, your car bounces, and that's super fun. Like, that's great. But the the storyboards that you're riding through and the, the animatronics and the effects are not up to par with what a ride should look like in 2023. Um, there's a Winnie the Pooh ride, and I can't remember which rides are in which parks today for some reason, but there's a Winnie the Pooh ride in one of the Asian parks that is outstanding. And it is... And I think that's Everything this why ride I feel the way be. I do. I yeah. know what's what's possible. Correct. I think it's Tokyo Disney Sea. You might be right. I'm I'm really bad at knowing that stuff personally, but un, un, until I visit someplace, will it really like stick in my head? 
but yeah, both of us, I you, guess, are going to go. You might with... be right. So yeah, I'm going with uh, with Tragical here. Um, it's not a ride that I won't go on, but it's certainly not a ride that I make it a point to go on. And again, I would just like to see them kind of like go back in and kind of give it a little bit of a facelift in the time since it's been open. Yeah. Especially that room with the heffalumps and woozles. I'd love to see some of those really cool effects that they had when it first opened. Right. Brought back. All right, and our last ride in Fantasyland is going to be Under the Sea, Journey of the Little Mermaid. Woo! What do you think about this I ride? I love this ride. I think it's great. The The waits are usually pretty short. I don't think I've waited more than like 15 to 20 minutes ever for this ride. Um, it is an omni-mover attraction, very similar to Haunted Mansion or the uh, Under the Seas, um, the uh, Seas with Finding Nemo. Right. Um, you're basically sitting in a clamshell and you're going through the story of the Little Mermaid. However... This ride is exactly what I want something like Winnie the Pooh to be. It is it's super simple, but the animatronics are awesome. The colors are great. The, it feels nice in there. It's nice and cool, where it's always hot in Winnie the Pooh for some reason. Um, it is nice and cool down there under the sea. Um, darling, it's better down where it's wetter. Yay. Take it from me. You know the deal. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but going through, there's all these going through the under the sea um song portion all these characters are moving around and dancing around and it's just so much fun and ariel's like boogieing right in front of you with her giant hair behind yeah, her too it's great it, like it brings that song to life in front of your eyes and it's great and then you go to the next room and the one of the most impressive animatronics in all of the magic kingdom is ursula and she is fantastic she's huge she has got the the big um what's it called the wishing ball or, or whatever uh, it's called the, the it's like the, the looking glass or something like that i don't, I don't know you I, know what i'm talking I, about I, my brain said yeah. magic eight ball and that's definitely <laughs> not what that was one of those four things um but she's got that in front of her that sh like projects images on it and you just go through and you go through the kiss the girl scene and then you see um Triton, who looks like an absolute snack at the very end, <laughs> um, and, and Ariel it's and Eric are elbow waving at you on the way out. It's just, uh -huh. it's such a great little ride. It takes like five minutes to go through, but it's so classic. And the Little Mermaid music are, it's just, there's so many bops from that movie. So I love going on uh, Under the Sea Journey Little Mermaid. So that is absolutely magical for me. I feel like this ride still feels new. It does. And so That's what I love about it. I I am going to go with magical not just because of that but for all the reasons you said uh seeing Ursula in all of her glory cuz she's not just like a body, she also has all her tentacles. Right. And she has an entire room just for her. Mm -hmm. That's how big this animatronic is and I would like to think that in comparison to the movie like, if you were to see Ursula and Ariel next to each other, it's comparable yeah. to what you would actually... Like, it's life-size. She's huge, and Ariel's tiny. Uh, yeah, Ar Ariel's a little tiny mermaid, and Ursula's, a, you know, she's a big uh, sea witch. Octopus lady. <laughs> yeah, and so I just... I think it's really cool. I think that it's also the only... Um, the only place, as far as I know, where there's a hidden steamboat Willie. There is? Oh, well, in the queue. In yeah, the yeah. queue, yeah. And then <clears> um, <throat> just that entire ride just holds holds up all the way through. And again, um, like you said about the AC, man, you can't discount that AC in Florida. No. And nope. it, it never lets you down. So it is definitely held up uh, 
after all these years, and definitely I'm going to go with Magical for that one. It's There's nothing quite like the feeling when you're, you turn the corner, you see Scuttle, he's like, the story began, and then you're going, you're about to go, and then you dip your clamshell, where it's supposed to be like you're going under the water, right? and you see like this blue projection come over you, and then you just feel a sea. It's like, And you oh, see the bubbles. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> this is what I got on this ride for. I love it. I love it. Well, magical all around yes. for Under the Sea, Journey of the Little Magical Mermaid. all around. All right. So we are headed into Tomorrowland. So let's talk about those rides and attractions. Let's do it. You so, want to start? Yeah. The first one we're going to talk about is Astro Orbiter. Real, real quick. Can we talk about the Tomorrowland loop? How incredible this is? Oh, yeah. It's so classic, too. So good. So Astro Orbiter is going to be the ride that you see uh, smack dab in the middle of Tomorrowland. Yes. And it's lifted into the sky. And when you are a kid, that is the epitome of everywhere you want to be. And as an adult, I did not like it. (laughs) (laughs) And the reason for that is because when you sit in those seats, it is very uncomfortable. It is very, (laughs) very uncomfortable. (laughs) However... This ride is very similar to Dumbo or uh, the Magic Carpets of Aladdin. It's one of those classic spinner rides, except it's much higher in the air. Only it's much more inconvenient to get on. You have to get in line and then go up an elevator and then wait in another line and then spin around for 30 seconds. (laughs) Yes. And getting into that ride, I was like, as an adult, I got in and I was like, am I just in like a tub? Like it just feels That's what it feels like. <laughs> it's a tub and then it has like this little like strip of like a seat that you kind of put both your legs on both sides. Yeah. And when I say uncomfortable, I say uncomfortable in comparison to some of the other rides like Dumbo and even like uh the magic carpets of Aladdin, which are much more comfortable, but it's <laughs> Yeah, meet us somewhere in the middle between Mine Train and Astro Orbiter, and we'd be very comfortable. And I, I remember riding that and I was like, oh my gosh, what does this feel like in the middle of the day, like in the heat of the day? I've, I've ridden it in the middle of the day and it is very hot up there. So it's it's more of like a, oh, that's, <clears throat> you think of that when you think of Tomorrowland, but it's definitely not something that I care to do unless somebody is like gung-ho for it. Yeah. Just because the weight is, you need time to do it and you need time to wait in line take the elevator get in another line ride the ride uh when you know the ride itself isn't very long yeah. so i'm gonna go with tragical <laughs> same here um it is just not the best it also spins much faster than you think it would because you go up there you're like hmm i can see everything from up here you know, everywhere you look nah, 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 there's a park there's a park <laughs> you know that's kind of how that goes uh but when you're spinning you don't you don't have time to look at anything because like you're like oh the castle is gonna look so cool from up here but it's like mm, castle mm, castle it's like oh I didn't see anything that was way less enjoyable than I thought it would be right so I am gonna go tragical as well I just it's one of those rides that I just never ever go on unless it's like a super short wait and then even then I probably still wouldn't go it's on it. pretty to look at though like yeah, when you walk in it's, cool. it's it's something cool to classic see. classic Tomorrowland it is very classic Tomorrowland 
Next, we're going to go to Buzz Lightyear Space Ranger Spin. Calling all Space Rangers. And I want to talk about the fact that yesterday you had your highest score you've ever I had on did. there. I <laughs> did, and I don't like this ride ever <laughs> because it's just, I love Toy Story. I love everything Toy Story, Pixar, whatever. And for me, it, it, it's always been really, really difficult for me to see the red lasers that you need to see to shoot the Zerg targets. And so I've never actually done well on this ride before. However, yesterday, for the first time ever, I got over 100,000 points. Not only did Yay! I get over a... Hold on. Wait for the applause. Not only did I get over 100,000 points, I got over 200,000 points. Yay! With a score of 212,200. I'm so proud of you. That is a record for me that will never be broken. I don't know what I hit, how I hit it, but I did it. Okay, question. Did you hold down? Sure did. Is that the first time you've done? No, no, I always do. Okay. But like, I feel like anytime I'm pointing at something, I don't see like the little red blink until like I'm past the point where I can actually hit it. It's really hard for me to see. So, are we giving this a magical? Oh, or a tra- absolutely tragical. Sorry. Okay, I'm going. I'm gonna go with magical. Sorry. I think this ride is so much fun. Um, not that long ago, I my score I got, and it was just all dumb luck, was just under nine hundred and ninety nine thousand, like nine hundred ninety nine, and I really want that Space Ranger sticker. Right. Like once I hit that score, and there's actually groups on Facebook that just talk about doing that. I don't, I don't understand it. And I'm not, I haven't joined any of those groups. I don't need any of those groups, but I do love the challenge and I think it's really fun and just classic. Uh, it's something I remember doing when we were kids and I love the Toy Story franchise. Yeah. So I'm going to go with Magical. All right. Moving on in Tomorrowland, we're going to hit Monsters, Inc. Laugh Floor. Now, this is not a ride. This is more of a show where you go in and it is kind of the opposite of the Monsters, Inc. movies, where they're collecting scares, now they're collecting laughs. And you are going into basically what is a comedy show, but it's improv It's super fun. It's different every time you do it, and that's what a huge part of the attraction for me is that it's not the same thing every single time. And there's crowd participation, and there's really funny jokes and things that happen on the screen to people in the crowd. We won't spoil it for you in case you, you've never been on it and you want to check it out. But I'm going to go absolutely magical on this. I love going to Monsters, Inc. Laugh Floor. It's a great break out of the heat. And it's a really funny experience at Magic Kingdom that you really can't get anywhere else except for maybe Turtle Talk with Crush at Epcot. I'm actually going to go with Tragical for Danny. this one. And I'm going to tell you why. Because sometimes it is fantastic and if the crowd and the people that they're picking to interact are yon yon boring, it is not fun. That's not on the not, it's not on the attraction. That's on the people. I know, but like you can go and watch, and you're like, Wah. the monsters are trying their best. The monsters are trying their best, but every time somebody wants to go, I'm like, okay. And I always want to see like you chosen as that guy. And I still have. <laughs> That's my goal. So you know what? <laughs> I'm tragical just based on the fact that I've never seen you chosen as that guy. Until I get chosen as that guy, it's going to be tragical for yep. you? Yep. Okay. Well, then I'm going to really try to be that guy. Fair soon. enough. <laughs> but I will say like sometimes you have people who are just like, I do not want to pr- be participating. And that's kind of like 
not as much fun. Yeah. But th- I also don't think they don't know what they're walking into. Sure, exactly. All right, let's move on to Space Mountain. Space Mountain. So Space Mountain <laughs> is another classic Disney ride. Uh, I love that they take Space Mountain, which is already fun and fantastic. And it's fun for exactly what it is, a rickety coaster. <laughs> yeah. um, and I love when they do also the... Uh, the holiday overlay, so the Halloween and the Christmas. For this ride, for the most part, I am always going to say yes to. Oh, yeah. The only thing that, and it has nothing to do with the ride, that just breaks my heart is that they took out the moving walkways. And that walk, especially if you're at the end of a park day, yeah, it's feels a long walk. like the longest <clears throat> walk and also the forbidden ball pit is at the very end so yeah. i'm gonna go with magical all around for that it's such a great ride it is old it is rickety it's everything you want it to be it is classic you can't see for the most part while you're in there so that everything always comes to you as a surprise whether you're taking a sharp turn or a quick drop or um just noises that are happening uh, I love Space Mountain. I will always go on it when I'm there. Space is is an absolute top three attraction at Magic Kingdom for me. Um, anytime we walk in, it's like, what do you want to do first? What, what do the times look like? Oh, space is only 30? Let's go to 30. Let's go do space. And so space is just, it, it's classic Disney for me. I love Space Mountain so much. And like Danny said, the holiday overlays are fantastic. Halloween, it's pitch black and you it's already dark in Space Mountain. No, no, no. It's pitch black. Like, you can see stars and stuff, and then that blue tunnel right before your photo gets taken, that is dark as well, and they play spooky music, and it is awesome. And then the Christmas party, they actually send you through, and then once you go into the actual ride, there's, like, green and red spotlights shining all around, and there's, like, crazy rock and roll, like, Trans-Siberian Orchestra Christmas music playing. And it's like, this is awesome. Like, as if Space Mountain could get any better. During the holiday parties, Halloween and Christmas, they are even better. So Space Mountain, this is a no-brainer magical for me. Magical all around for us. All right. Next, we've got Tomorrowland Speedway. (laughs) All right. So I want to hear what you have to say about this. Take it away. Take it away. Me? No, 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 no. Like Disney, take it away. (laughs) Like get a bulldozer in there and take it away. It is not good. It, you, when you walk through Tomorrowland, you're thinking the land of tomorrow, the future, like what's going to happen next? And then all you smell is gas <laughs> and, and go-karts. <laughs> and you're like, this doesn't feel right. And in, two, in 2023, who still has gas go-karts at Disney? Like that's crazy to me. Either get rid of it completely or turn them electric and maybe theme it to Tron or something. Like it's right there. It's, it's amazing real estate. That could be used for something else in Tomorrowland. Sorry, but old, rickety, loud, gas, stinky go-karts are not futuristic. Gotta go. Tragical. Capital letters, underlined, boldface, italics. While you were talking, my seat moved. It scared me. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, uh, So Tomorrowland Speedway. I am going to go with magical for this one. (laughs) What? What? So the reason for that is, is because... It is just one of those sights, sounds, smells that I'm so used to 
hearing, seeing, smelling every time I'm in that area of the park. I also love riding that ride because I have never driven, ridden on that ride and driven like in a, a straight line. I always drive and I'm like, wham. Wham. That's not your fault. That's Wham. the carts. I know, but the, the carts need alignment. It feels so ridiculous. And then during Christmas, they put up Christmas decorations. I just think it's one of those fun, silly things that like gets people laughing, and it's fun. It's fun just for fun. You know what else makes it worse that I forgot to mention? Oh, that what? not only is it <laughs> is it just regular gas go karts, but you're on a thing in the middle that you can't pass anybody. Sure. It's horrendous. So, I'm sorry. It's so, it's tragic. So I'm gonna go with magical with the <laughs> uh, with, but I would like to say that I think it would be smart if they updated it to be electric powered it or like solar powered because here in Florida we have plenty of solar, <laughs> plenty of sun, and so I think it would be really fun like thing to switch to, and I bet they could find some sort of like take that middle track away well no they I'm, i think they could find like a um like a sponsor i think i do think it could be like upgraded in some way uh you know talk about solar power and like disney's all about you know taking care of the earth and stuff so yeah. it'd be a really cool opportunity but even right now i just think it's i don't know it's it's nostalgic for me and it's sight smell like if i walked around and there were, it, would, it was not running i'd be like whoa what is happening? There's a great big beautiful tomorrow, except for those stinky emissions from Tomorrowland Speedway. <laughs> so magical for me, <laughs> tragical for you. All right, moving on to the newest attraction at Magic Kingdom. That is Tron Light Cycle Run. And I'm going to go first because I, know, I think I know what you're going to say. Okay. So I loved it. I thought it was great. Uh, went through it a couple of times during previews and then have been on it several times since then. Even been on it at night, which is even cooler. Uh, the ride itself is short, it but the launch is super exciting. It's very similar to uh, Rock and Roller Coaster's launch, except you don't go upside down um, into a corkscrew at the very end of the ramp. You just basically keep going straight. Um, but once you go through the launch and you're riding over the people that are walking up the ramp underneath you, which is super cool, you go inside and, and there's... Uh, a lot of really cool effects and projections and things going on. Similar to Guardians of the Galaxy, there's like giant projections on the walls and all these colors and stuff happening to you or around you inside the ride. However, it is, like I said, it is extremely short. The queue is really cool um, visually. I love the, the idea of riding on a bike. I think that's super unique. There's also uh, a cart in the back of a couple of the uh, the ride cars where you can actually sit like a regular seat, but um, the bike is half the fun for me. Um, I love I love this ride. I wouldn't go on it every time I go there just because the wait is going to be really really long unless I can get a virtual queue, which may not last forever. Um, so Tron, I don't think it's a ride that I would wait more than sixty minutes for, but it is definitely something I will do anytime I get the chance. So magical for me. So, when we heard about Tron Light Cycle Run, I was like, people were like, oh, we don't know if it's going to be body inclusive. And I was like, it's fine. I've fit on every ride ever. Like, I've never even had a, an issue that I can at either Universal or Disney in 
that I can never think of. And then they said, the way you fit on the ride is your calves. And I was like, uh-oh. Gulp. <laughs> Gulp, <laughs> yes. So uh, the way that my mama made me is I came out with thick calves. <laughs> and Tron Light Cycle Run was built as a basically like copy and paste from the ride Shanghai. in Shanghai. Which, from my understanding, most people's bodies in Shanghai tend to be smaller. Mm -hmm. And I think that's kind of like a known thing. Um, so they, from what I understand, there were no modifications made. Um, I've ridden this twice. Um, I thought that the anxiety-inducing panic that came with n being afraid of not fitting on the ride, which is that's personal for me, was horrible. Um, but I also know that there are a lot of people who also felt the same way because it wasn't just like, oh, if you're like overweight, you're not going to fit. Because there were people who were like really big on top, but had like chicken legs or like smaller legs and they fit. Yeah. And there were people who do things like run Disney or maybe like weightlift and do have thicker legs. Um, who didn't fit and it's just such a wild thing to like have that vast majority of people not be able to fit on the ride and I just think it was an oversight that never should have happened I think that in the year of 2023 that body inclusivity is important and I think that um, building a brand new ride like I was I didn't expect that. Um, it is not a ride that I really care to ever go on again because of that. I just got a very bad taste in my mouth. And if for me, I'm going to go with tragical just because I didn't like the way it made me feel. And I don't think anybody should have to go on vacation and have anxiety all the way until they sit on that ride. I just think it's, it's sad. And I think it's sad. I completely understand your feelings. I really, really do. And and I want to kind of elaborate on that a little bit. <clears throat> Basically, what Danny's talking about is this whole body inclusivity thing. You know, if you're if you're a, an extra large person, the chances are your body is probably not going to fit on most roller coasters or things like that. I'm talking like extra large. So let's say person, if you're a person of a certain size, like large, right, right, large, because you, you've got to be a really large size to not fit on most things. However, with Tron, it was a horrendous design flaw because it doesn't prevent people who are larger in the chest or larger in the, the, abdomen or even larger in the thighs to it doesn't prevent them from getting on the ride there's plenty of room there however the design flaw is this weird like almost like a lead pipe type of thing that comes up when you pull the handlebars down it comes up over your calf 
and in between in behind your knee so it kind of holds you in place in the bike position right and for the fact that <clears throat> larger folks can fit in into this ride comfortably no problem but the fact that when you pull the handlebars down and that little bar isn't sliding over your calf into position when that could easily have been adjusted a few inches just to sit behind your your uh uh what's the muscle in the back the quads mm -hmm. or your yeah your quads to sit behind your quad and behind your knee that should have been the way it should have it should have been the whole time however folks who are have larger calves even folks who are in amazing shape right with big calves because they're athletes or because they're runners were getting rejected from this ride because they have big muscular calves right. it's a huge design flaw the body inclusivity thing is it's super important now and for safety reasons there's a reason why the larger folks can't get on certain things. But, but, I, but I, for the fact that the calves are the things that are preventing people from getting on this is a huge issue. Well, I also think that it's like, it's so interesting because, uh, you know, people who are of a larger size or people who are like smaller, really small kids, there's a reason that people, that it can't fit every single body. And it's, it's safety because of the way that it's right. going. However, it's just just such a strange like um, you know just the the actual like seat and I do think it's because it was made in a different country and you know copy and pasted. I will also say that the inside of the ride um, it's fun. I just think it's a really old like franchise Tron is mm. like it's it's super old like I knew it existed. But I didn't really know that much about it. Well, it came out in the '80s, and then it was rehashed again in 2010. Now there's an animated series, but oh, I didn't even know about the animated. Yeah, series. it's it's super. It's not like out there in the in super popular land. Yeah. right now. But. I mean, here's the thing. At the end of the day, <laughs> if people want to go on it, and I don't wish to relive that, uh, then I can go do something else while everybody does it. Yeah. and it's a very popular. It's the newest ride. I just wish it was one that I could have like that I could enjoy because I love going on all rides and I definitely can. I just didn't like the way it made me feel. And so for that reason, I'm going to go with tragical. I hope to see them make some adjustments. I also really wish that they had a, the bucket seats on every single uh, like set of rides because one other thing is uh, that I'm hearing. And one reason I personally wouldn't go on is because I would probably go, Oh, I'm just going to sit like in the bucket seats be like and I'll go with everybody but because it's only um so many of the cars that have them in the back you could be like forcing your party to wait even longer yeah. to get to ride and I you know I just this is my <coughs> personal experience some people love it um but I'm definitely going to go with tragical and and that's okay not every yeah. ride is for everybody but I fair. was very sad about that ride um and but it is what it is. Hopefully, so. hopefully they've listened and they are, are cooking up some sort of modification to the restraint behind your legs. So it's adjusted even two inches, adjusted two inches, and you could fit thousands more people on there. And I will just clarify, I did get to ride it twice. Like I, It was tight. It was a tight squeeze on my legs, 
Um, it, I had all the room in the world up top. But right. <laughs> um, so I did get to ride it, so I did get a very fair view of it. The ride itself also is okay. It's just, it's it's a tough sell for me. So tragical for sure. me and then... Uh, magical for me. All right. So let's move on to a ride that everyone can ride. The classic people mover. Spacecrafts to monster laughs. There's really nothing like today in Tomorrowland. So... For this ride, I would like to say magical because this is a ride that I can go on at, go on at any time. Um, I can go on with anybody and bring it up to anyone at any time for any reason. And everybody is like, yeah, let's go on. Yeah. It is universally loved. It gets you off your feet, gets a little cool breeze through your hair. And it moves you around. So people mover and getting the tour of Tomorrowland is automatically magical for me. It's great. I love the people mover, especially since it came back with the new narration. I love the new narration. Um, it's very laid back. Getting to go through Space Mountain and through Buzz Lightyear Space Ranger Spin and to see Star Traders and ride around Tomorrowland and just get off your feet for 10 minutes and get some great views of Tron and get some great views of the castle. Um, if you can time it out perfectly to get on the people mover during fireworks, amazing. It's so cool to drive by and see the fireworks happening behind the castle. Uh, it's so simple. You just get on and you literally ride like 10 miles an hour above Tomorrowland all the way around. It's not rocket science it's simple it's fun and it's a good way to just chill out and that's why i love the people mover so magical over and over again for me it's a great time killer too because yes. we uh we uh yesterday we had uh we had a group that wanted to go on space mountain and they were riding space mountain but we didn't get on space mountain so we were gonna we went on people mover to kill the time while we were waiting for them to get off right. and it was like this is great we didn't just have to stand there and wait we got to ride something and chill out for 10 right. minutes it was and, perfect and wait so it was perfect um so yeah magical for me absolutely magical all around all right and the final ride in tomorrow or the final attraction in tomorrowland that we're going to touch on is walt disney's carousel of progress and do you want to talk about the great big beautiful tomorrow the great Big Beautiful Tomorrow offers either the most nostalgic ride, attraction, or the most epic nap that you can take in Magic Kingdom. <laughs> or the worst earworm ever. <laughs> I, I feel like every time I go on Carousel of Progress, it's one of two things. Either I get a, like a decent 20-minute nap in because I'm so exhausted from just going nonstop. Or I am enjoying every moment and just taking it all in. And one of my favorite things to do is just to kind of listen to their dialogue because it's gotten funnier, funnier as I've gotten older it's for great. some reason. And also to find all the hidden Mickeys um, in the very last scene. So I love looking around and seeing if I've noticed any others. But overall, it stands the test of time. It's nostalgic and it's a fantastic place to get to rest, even if it's not resting your eyes and it's just kicking up your feet or just sitting down. Yeah. Uh, magical for me. The thought that Walt Disney had his hands on basically this entire attraction, except for maybe the update at the very end, um, is so cool to me. It was at the 1964 World's Fair, along with It's a Small World. Um, and it is just 
classic Disney. You walk through, you ride through, um, and it tells you the story from like in the 1800s all the way through what's probably what the 80s at the, at the very right. end there with the the uh, video games and stuff that they have going on there. But it basically goes through and shows like the the inventions of electric and um, different appliances and plumbing and like all these different things that are happening over the course of time and that if you didn't really know much about how all that stuff kind of has evolved in the last 150 years it's really educational too and it's about 25 minutes out of the sun in the AC and you just chill and you watch and the like Danny said the characters are great the, the some of the jokes are super corny but pretty funny it's at the same time right um and it's just a great little take. And then you just get to sit down at Disney for 25 minutes and it's not in a restaurant. It's doing something and it's great. And the music is super catchy. Uh, the Great Big Beautiful Tomorrow is a song that will be in your head for the rest of your vacation when you go on there. And it, it's just such a classic Disney attraction. I love it. So I'm going magical as well for Carousel Progress. Magical all around for Carousel of Progress. And that wraps up our Tomorrowland. And now we're going to go ahead and talk about our entertainment at the Magic Kingdom. Let's start with the parades and cavalcades. And we're going to go with Festival of Fantasy. The Festival of Fantasy Parade began in Walt Disney World in 2014. How crazy is that? We're almost on 10 years of FOF, is what the kids call it. FOF. FOF. F-O-F. Festival of Fantasy. Uh, I love this parade. I think it's great. I'm hoping for an update at some point. Not because I dislike it, because it's nine years old. Uh, I love the characters that are in it. Um, you see the, the classic animation characters. You see... Uh, Mickey Mouse at the very end, obviously. The Maleficent Dragon is like one of the coolest things they've ever had in a parade at any Disney park. Uh, the music is super catchy and everything is so colorful and they, get, they do it twice a day. They do it at noon and three o'clock at Magic Kingdom. So you have two chances to see this awesome spectacle. So I always enjoy stopping and watching Festival of Fantasy anytime I'm in the area when it's going by me. So magical all the way for me. So I'm going to go with magical for this, but this was honestly almost a very close tragical for me. And the reason for that is because it's been around for so long. And there was one piece of entertainment that got me through the COVID era when it really first started and that was a little parade at Disneyland called Magic Happens. Magic Happens. And it had only been open for like a week before the world shut down. But I felt all of the emotions seeing that parade, which we will see someday, hopefully soon rather than later, in person. And I know what's possible and I'm ready for whatever comes next. Oh, me too. I, I'm so ready for whatever comes next. But in the meantime, I think this parade is pretty great. I do think this parade is pretty great. But the only reason that I really had to think about this one was because I'm ready to for something new. I mean, this parade has been longer around longer than we've been dating. Like yeah. way longer than we've yeah, been dating. 2014. And we've been dating for a while. 2016. <laughs> so... I just, I think it would be fantastic to 
see what comes next. Um, I, I will, and I'm going with magical also because we don't have a night parade. This is your one parade. And so, uh, you know, you get all the, all the hits there. You get to see fantastic characters and you get to see Mickey and Minnie in their balloon float, which is fantastic. It just gives you all the happy feels when you get to see this. So definitely magical for me. I want a night parade now. Give me paint the night. Bring that over here. Yes, just please, gimme, please, gimme. please don't, don't, please don't bring Main Street Electrical <gasps> Parade. Oh, you're going to tick off a lot of people I will, with that I, comment. I will cry <laughs> if you bring that back. I swear. That is like, it's, it's like, it's retired. It's, it's been retired. <sighs> I, well, watch. Well, just you just watch. Oh, it's coming Beca now. Because I because <laughs> I said that they're gonna be like, here comes. Screw you, Danny. <laughs> Screw you, Danny. We heard what you had to say about <laughs> some of our other stuff. We get this one. Uh, but yes, Festival of Fantasy, magical all around. But even though we said there's not a night parade. You can still see the Adventure Friends Cavalcade. And this is at uh, at Magic Kingdom. Obviously, we're talking about Magic Kingdom. And there were so many cool cavalcades that we've seen over the last couple of years. Is this the only is this the only one? Um the only one now, yes. Oh, is it because really? Because the 50th one is done. Oh, the, I didn't the, realize the that. magic is coming. That one's gone. <laughs> yeah. Thank God. Um I think that this song is such a jam and every time they go by it is like a tiny micro parade of happiness it's the most random assortment of characters too it's i love the adventure it friends. i love it it starts with uh, uh miguel from coco and it goes all over the place ending with mary poppins and bert and a couple others in the bert back is but so it's so funny like, at the end it's in there they're in mirabelle their jolly holiday and bruno bruno mirabelle um raya uh uh what's her name uh merida um you've got marie you've got blue you've got like the most random assortment of characters ever stitch like it's it's great it's it's just like if you took a like a one of those bingo things and like you jumbled up all the characters oh, every names character and, and you just, just like picked one out at a time is like you're going to the parade you're going to the parade you're going to the parade it's yeah. so random so great and this music is super catchy i love love the adventure and friends cavalcade isn't miguel in there from coco hey, he leads it yeah miguel and oh sorry i missed that part um there's somebody else at the front uh, who i'm not the thinking incredibles of. woody the incredibles, and jesse yes so so random okay uh I think I already know what you're going to say, and I think I already know what I'm going to say. Oh, yeah, it's magic. magical. Magical. <laughs> if, I'm, if I'm calling this cavalcade a mini parade of happiness, a micro parade of happiness, then it's definitely magical. All right, so that is it for our parades currently. Uh, we're going to head over to our stage show right in front of Cinderella Castle. And the current stage show is Mickey's Magical Friendship Fair. And for Mickey's Magical Friendship Fair, uh, this is one that plays very often during the day, so you actually have a pretty good chance of catching it when you're visiting. It's almost, it feels like it's every hour and a half, roughly, that it plays throughout the day. And it's awesome. It's If you've seen the Royal Friendship Fair that was the stage show prior to the 50th anniversary, it is 
basically the same show except a different beginning and end and a different main song like this song here uh, it's called the magic feels like home and it's it's so it makes you feel so good when you're in there and like the music just makes you feel things and then the middle part it, you uh you have mickey and minnie donald and daisy and goofy and they're all just kind of um conjuring up their friends from different areas of the Disney universe, basically. Right. Um, you get friends from Tangled, you get friends from Princess and the Frog, and you get friends from Frozen. And then they all do a grand number together, and then there's fireworks during the day, and it's just, it's so great. It's about 20-ish minutes long. It can be really hot to stand in the hub and watch this show <laughs> yeah. in the middle of the summer, but it's still worth checking it out just because of all the characters you get to see and all the choreography and the dancing and everything that you get to see. I will always, if I'm walking down Main Street and this show is happening, oh, I'm, I'm, you bet your butt I'm pulling up there and I'm going to watch it. Yeah. Or if I'm walking from Tomorrowland and I hear the song, I'm like, oh, I got to get back over there. Go, <laughs> here we go. Here we go. I, I, I got to do it. I, I love this, this new Magic Feels Like Home song. It's so great. So magical for me. So on more than one occasion, as you may have heard, Florida has weather. And we have gone and the show has been canceled uh, due to weather for the, you know, safety of the performers. And you can catch another one. But one thing I have to say is every time they cancel this show, they announce the cancellation in the most magical oh, I way. Know. I know. They're like, thanks for coming today. But this show has been canceled where the magic feels like home. Bang, and it's, bang, bang. it's just like. The most magical, like, disappointment. <laughs> We're sorry, but here's a little pizzazz. Yes. <laughs> so even when this show doesn't go on, you still get a little razzle-dazzle and pixie dust. And on the right day, if I watch this show, I definitely get weepy and emotional because it's just... Whoever wrote this song... On the right day? More like every day <laughs> for you. I know. I'm such a sap. But also, like, this show... Whoever wrote the music understood the assignment. And if you're not new here, you know that writing the correct music is very important. And we take that, we pay a lot of attention to that. And you want to you wanna walk away from the show and have all the feels. Yeah. You don't want to walk away and be like, huh, well, that was a thing. <laughs> so it hits all the right points. I love this. I think it's fantastic. You're happy when you leave. The, this song right here is such a jam. Hits you Here's the finale. right in the heartstrings. And I'm going to go with Magical. <laughs> sizzle, sizzle. <laughs> sizzle. So, uh, yes, that's Magical all around <laughs> from us. I love it. And listen to the little thing that Mickey says at the end. It makes me feel all the things. Ready? Thanks to all of you, old friends, and you for celebrating with us today. See y'all real soon. Aww. Every then, time he says see you real soon, I get goosebumps. It makes me sappy. It also, <laughs> like, always reminds me that we live here now. Yeah. For some reason, stage shows, and I think is one of the first times we visited Magic Kingdom, we watched um, a stage show. I felt, I was like, whoa, we live here. I know, I know. It's but, crazy. And I feel like I still get that 
um, even years later when I watch that, I'm like, this is actually our home. <laughs> he says, here's to you, old friends and new. See you real soon. I love that. <laughs> the I little mouse that. just said the thing. <laughs> I love it so much. <laughs> oh, All right, my, my friends. Gosh. Are you ready? I'm ready for our final category, our final magical or tragical. And that's going to be happily ever after. Oh, man. You're welcome <laughs> that we... Yeah, that I think we had a lot to do with this. I <laughs> don't know if I have ever had such a vendetta against something being taken away from me in my entire <laughs> life than this show being taken away from me. Yeah, it's... <laughs> me personally, right? Just yeah, me. <laughs> yeah, just you. Just you. Enchantment was not great. I will also say that they took this away on my birthday. They did. They did. So Lots of things have happened on your birthday. It's kind of weird. What do you mean? Because they... they debuted the Skyliner on your birthday. Oh, yeah. They brought back Happily Ever... Or they took away Happily Ever After on your birthday. Well, that one was mean. Yeah. <laughs> Let me see just, if that one was nice. just feels like a lot of things have happened around your birthday. But then again, October 1st is the beginning of the fiscal year for Disney, so a lot right. of things happen around there. So, <sighs> yeah. So, but it's back. I mean, if you've ever heard us talk about nighttime shows... Love them. We love them. They're very near and dear to our hearts, our memories that we have with friends and family... And, uh, you know, there are shows that we have loved and shows that we haven't loved. <laughs> and this one is the just pinnacle of what a nighttime fireworks show at Disney should be. And one thing that I will say is whatever comes after this needs to understand the shoes that are being uh -huh. to be filled. Because this show ain't going anywhere anytime soon. Now They learned their lesson. Well, they learned their lesson, but also I know that at some point it will. But I don't know if it will, though, because uh, like Wishes was around for 14 years. Happily Ever After only had, what, a three-year run before it went away? And now it's only been back for about... It started in 2017. I know that Did for a fact. Really? I know that for a fact. Huh. Um, so it went away in 2020, and so it uh, it's only been back for what about six months or so at this point. Uh, something like so I that. I think it was like June something or other. So maybe four months. So it's still under four years of runtime. I don't think this is going anywhere. They may update the visuals and the the effects and things which they already have since it came back. Um, but I don't picture this going anywhere unless they adjust it a little bit with the music or they add new visuals, but I don't think the basis of this show is going anywhere anytime soon. I just think that there is... This is the show that everybody wants to see on their Disney vacation. This is the show that people hear about that what Disney, what a fireworks show can do. This this is the show that... The show of all shows. Would, <laughs> ...would literally make me sob on Main Street because I always like to open and close my Disney vacations at Magic Kingdom. Right. And so knowing, like watching this at the very end of my trip, knowing I had to go home tomorrow, 
this show would make me sob. Yeah, and I remember watching this on my parents' couch, and it was something like, I think Wishes was before it, right? Yeah. And I was like, yeah, let's see what... They took away Wishes. Like, that's nostalgic. And, I mean, I really liked Wishes, but, like, watching this, I remember I watched it on my laptop, and after, I was just like, uh, what, did, what just happened to me? Yeah, I remember watching the live stream the first night it happened with, uh, with our friends Eddie and Chris on our couch, on our TV, and it was just like... Yeah. My jaw was on the floor, like seeing the projections that they had. Because this is the first time they used like full projections in a full castle show. Right. And it was just like the projections and the way the music made me feel. And it was just, I have to get back there and see this. Yeah. Like, it was unbelievable. Yeah. I, I can't say enough good things about this. I am so glad they brought it back because I always believed it would get brought back. I did not. I thought it was going to be something else. I thought Enchantment was going to go away at the end of the 50th, but I thought it was going to be something else that they were developing to come back after that. Yeah. I never thought they would actually retreat and bring Happily Ever After back. So I stand corrected. I just wanted it bad enough. <laughs> you put it in the universe enough times. Well, I definitely <laughs> felt my feelings about Enchantment. Yes, yes, you did. And you know what? They were all justified. Sure. And everybody felt the same way. Everybody Every loves single it. one of you. Yeah. No, about enchantment, I said. Oh, Every, oh gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Everybody had similar feelings about enchantment, maybe not as strongly, and overwhelmingly, the return of Happily Ever After has been just spectacular. Spectacular. So, in case you can't tell, I'm not even going to ask you. Yeah. Magical the, all the around. The answer's already us. out there. It's <laughs> magical. It's magical. Capital letters. All right. It's that good. Well, that closes up Woo! our Magic Kingdom, magical or tragical. Um, and here's the thing, guys. We do this for fun just because we like chatting about it. But there is nothing at any of these parks that we don't like. And some of them we love very, very deeply. And so this is just for fun. And we we just love talking about this kind of stuff. Yes, absolutely. Um, like w like I said at the very beginning of the episode, it's if we deemed something tragical, it's not because it's terrible. No. Or not because it stinks. No. Unless you're talking about the smell of Tomorrowland Speedway. <laughs> yes, that stinks. Um, but it it's just more of a personal preference. We have our own opinions. This is our platform. We're allowed to give our thoughts on each attraction and whether we would do them more often than not or just not do them at all and we'd like to share our opinions with you and see if you agree if you are listening to this episode please let us know what you think of our opinions we want to we want to chat with you do you agree with all of our takes do you disagree with some of our takes let us know at park hoppers show on twitter or x uh instagram facebook tiktok Leave some comments. We'd love to interact with you guys. We really do appreciate the uh, anytime you guys leave a comment and and we can chat back and forth. We absolutely love that engagement. Or if you have a lot of strong feelings, you can drop us an email. Yeah, well, we uh, we 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 haven't ever had anybody who had such strong feelings to send us an email, but. Uh, yeah. Our email's on our social, so yeah. if you really want to... It's easy to remember, too. It's a couple of parkhoppers at gmail.com. You are more than welcome, and we will, you know, we will hear what you have to we'll say. We'll entertain your thoughts. Yeah, we'll entertain your thoughts. <laughs> but we are going to go ahead and let you guys go. 
let you guys think about what we had to say about all of the rides, attractions, I know. And We just everything. talked for two hours. We want to hear from you. Yeah, we want to hear from <laughs> you. Um, and as we're coming closer to the end of October, we hope you guys are picking out your Halloween costumes. Uh, we're going to be sharing our Barbie and Ken costumes that we got to wear yeah. to Mickey's Not So Scary. And uh, we just hope everybody enjoys the rest of our October the air getting cooler make sure you get your costume now you're gonna run out of time and until next time we appreciate you old friends and new and we'll see you real soon thanks for listening to a couple of park hoppers podcast don't forget to rate review and subscribe on apple Podcasts, spotify and all other podcast platforms be sure to follow us on instagram twitter facebook and tiktok at park hoppers show Visit youtube.com slash a couple of park hoppers and subscribe to our channel for theme park videos, live streams, and more. And don't miss out on your chance to play your part in the magic by visiting patreon.com slash a couple of park hoppers. Until next time, we'll, we'll see, see you around, around the parks. parks.